You're tuning in to the Navigating Tech Life podcast. Hear the untold stories from the everyday tech worker. Your hosts, Ace and Aaron, have been through it all. Failing startups, acquisitions, IPOs, good and terrible investments, and maintaining a life outside of work. Learn about their findings in business, startups, investing, and more. And meet the individuals with unique experiences through bonus interviews. Navigate your own every day with something new learned in each episode. Welcome back to the Navigating Tech Live podcast. I'm Aaron and I'm joined by my co-host Ace. In this episode, we're covering a topic that many may be struggling with now, recognizing and dealing with burnout in your career. Well, Ace, have you uh, have you run into burnout? I know recently, like this probably a more relevant question for recent times, but just in general, maybe even pre-pandemic, is that something you've run into? Yeah, yeah, totally. I've, um, I mean, in most of my roles, I think that I've run into burnout at, at one time or another. Um, for me personally, it's, I guess it's important to keep in mind, like before that I was, before I was working in tech, I come from a blue collar background. Um, you know, I don't have a college degree. Um, and so I was doing jobs previously that were, you know, I was in high school, I was working at like a pizza place, um, you know, and then I was a janitor and then I was a security guard. So the burnout that I had there in, in those types of industries were, um, you know, yes, I still had burnout, but it was a different kind of burnout. Um, and we can unpack that maybe a little bit later in the conversation if, if you want to. Um, but then being specific to working in the tech industry, um, yeah, for sure. I've, I've had burnout, um, you know, at different companies, right. Um, startups, I felt like I was burning out a little bit more, um, than I did when I was working at larger companies. And I think that's, um, you know, we've talked about everything that, that goes into working at a startup, but in a nutshell, it's. Sometimes it can feel like you're burning the candle at both ends when you're working at a startup. Um, so yeah, I've absolutely felt felt burnout uh, in the tech industry. How about you? I, I would agree with your point. I think uh, in different industries, you experience a different kind of burnout. So like before I got into tech, uh, I was in the retail space. And I think actually in the retail space, there's a constant burnout. And I think that's a lot of, it's a much different type of burnout than uh, than you experience in the in the tech space. Uh, for me, it feels like in the tech space, it it almost comes at once, all of a sudden. Like you've been working on something for so long and passionate about what you're doing, and then all of a sudden it kind of hits you. Uh, that's at least what I've experienced uh, more so in the tech space. And 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 again, to your point, at startups, um, it probably comes a lot quicker than. Mm you know, when you're working in a, in a different capacity in a larger company. Yeah. Yeah. I think, um, you know, now that we're having the conversation and I'm thinking about to the times where, you know, I was a janitor, for example, right. Um, you know, I'm cleaning toilets at a motel for, for minimum wage. Um, and if we think of burnout as, um, just being drained, whether it's physically, emotionally, mentally, just, just drained, right. With doing the same job or doing something over and over again. Um, for me, you know, I realized in, so I look at being in the tech industry as a, uh, career, right? It's a real career with growth potential, with good income potential, with benefits, 
Um, whereas when I was a, a janitor making minimum wage, I didn't view it as a career, right? Because the harder that I worked at it, it wasn't going to guarantee that I was going to, um, you know, move up a corporate ladder. It didn't guarantee that I was going to make a higher uh, pay, right? It's a minimum wage job. The skills that I had at the time were worth minimum wage, right? So the harder that I worked didn't necessarily mean I was going to get any benefit in return. And so I think, you know, in those types of jobs, the, um, the burnout, I think, is um, driven, at least for me personally, was driven by more of, of um, you know, being emotionally drained, knowing that this is it, right? Like, no matter how hard I'm working, I'm not going to reap any rewards for my extra effort. Um, and then if you kind of look in a similar line of work, maybe a construction worker, um, or somebody that's doing physical work every day, then the burnout is more literal. It's your, your body is getting tired and fatigued and exhausted. Right. Um, and then whereas in the tech industry, um, and again, just speaking from personal experience with the tech industry, it's a different kind of burnout because you're working a lot with, uh, with your mind, you're trying to solve problems. You're tr trying to solve problems in a creative way and an efficient way. And so you're just using your uh, brain power nonstop. And so, um, that's the type of burnout that I felt, um, in, in the tech industry. So it was totally different burnout from when I was a janitor, that burnout was very different from the burnout that I felt in the tech industry at, at startup companies. Does that make sense? Yeah, for sure. And totally. And, and a couple of points there, you know, when you're, when you're doing a non-tech role, you're probably on your feet, right? So there's the physical burnout that's associated with everything. But then also when you're not working towards something greater, like you're kind of, you if, if I continue in the role I am now and, you know, I, I'm going to be doing that probably in 20 years, um, the mental burnout just builds itself up because of that thought, right? Mm -hmm. uh, whereas for me, like going from retail to tech, all of a sudden I'm sitting most of the day, all of a sudden I'm behind a computer for many hours a day. And even just that piece um, adds to the burnout aspect. So I think, you know, and all of those things you can get used to, but uh, again, they're all kind of buildups um, in the different mm -hmm. industries and different types of roles. So, mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. yeah. Yeah, I agree. I, I think with just one more um, contributor to burnout in the tech industry is the constant... Um, the, the things or tasks that are constantly needing our attention in that moment. Whereas I know you and I have talked about this before when you're working a different job, not in the tech industry, uh, like you in retail or me as a janitor or security guard, like when you clock out, you're done for the day, right? And you can focus your, yeah. your, your mind and attention on other things. But in the tech industry, um, more often than not, you're constantly getting emails and pings and Slack messages um, that are, that are taking that attention and brain power and energy, um, seemingly 24 seven. Um, and so I think kind of like you mentioned, it's like, you just wake up one day and you're like, wow, I'm really like burnt out. Like, um, how did I get to this point? Right. Yeah. And speaking of it always being with you when you're in the tech space, like we talked about this last episode, but when you're in the, when you're, when you're on PTO. Uh, in the tech space, a lot of the times you're still checking email, you're still checking on things. Um, I encourage people not to do that, but you know, sometimes 
uh, especially if you're like in a startup or something you know, like that, then you almost have to, even when you're on, on vacation. And so I think that the fact that you can't fully rest when you do take your time off, uh, definitely contributes to that burnout piece, uh, versus like, well, like when I was in retail and I took PTO, like, like you said, you can, you can clock out, nothing follows you. Like, you know, the store that you're working in is, you know, still going to be there the next day. Everything's just fine. Mm, mm -hmm, mm -hmm. And I think, um, you know, I think what happens with a lot of people and I'm being specific to the tech industry here, um, from what I've seen in my experience is I think what happens to a lot of people when they get burnt out in tech, um, they tend to place the blame on the role at the company that they're, that they're doing at that time. It's hard to step back and look at the bigger picture that it's, it's not that my job at this company that's causing me to burn out. It's, um, it's the tech industry as a whole. It's my habits. It's the way that I approach work. It's the way that I allow work to encroach on my time. PTO is a perfect example. Um, and, and I think a lot of companies are starting to kind of like wake up to the fact that if people don't, um, have the work-life balance, if they're not able to check out and decompress, then what happens more often than not is they'll just quit that company. They'll just say, you know what, I'm, I think I'm done here. I'm feeling really burnt out. Um, and what happens though, if, unless they change like their, the bigger picture and their habits and the way that they approach work, they're going to go to another company. They're going to work very hard and probably do a good job at that company. But in a year or two or three, they'll leave that company because they're, because they're burnt out. Right. So I think it's like a, there's just like an ingrained habit in a lot of tech workers that they feel that they need to work a certain way or, you know, work at all hours or always check those notifications. And I think that um, maybe it's a culture in the tech industry um, that leads to the to the burnout. Um, what do you think about that? Do you think that that's could be a contributor? I think so. I, there's a lot of talk actually about like the whole you know, nine to five schedule or working five days a week, even in, in today's day and age, because I, I think I, I was reading an article and it said like the nine to five was created by Ford back in the day for factory workers. So that there was always like a consistent line and, you know, in terms of the work that was getting done and that followed itself into, you know, our industry, the tech industry now. Uh, but a lot of the times, like the role that you're in does not reflect that type of schedule like there you could be working late nights but maybe there's not as much that you need to get done you know in the early morning but then all of a sudden you have other people who by default start in the morning and you kind of have to work mm. with them at that time so i think like there's definitely room for some type of change in this in the industry with regards to the the what the what a schedule looks like and again, I think it's also role dependent um, and, and like dependent also on where your team is and all that kind of stuff. Mm, mm, absolutely. Do you, um, have you just yourself come up with like any tips or tricks or things that have helped you kind of manage how to not burnt out, get burnt out or at least deal with it better? Or is that still a work in progress yeah, for you? I think it's always a work in progress because I feel like with every company, I not, I don't obviously join a company every week or every day, but 
you know, with every co new company I join, what scheduling looks like changes quite significantly. Mm -hmm. And so I feel like it's always going to be an evolving thing just because of that. But in general, so just from my perspective, I'm in sales, right? And so in, in, you know, tech sales, SaaS sales, your end of quarter is the always by default going to be the busiest time you know, every three months. And of course, like the end of the year, right before the holiday season uh, is especially the busiest uh, of times. And so you can't really, you know, take time off then. So hmm. what I try to do is usually plan time off at the beginning of a quarter. Um, and that usually helps me kind of reset from the last quarter. And then I can kind of ease back into the new quarter and kind of start from scratch, if you will, uh, mentally. Uh, the second thing that I try to do is, um, and I kudos to Slack for like implementing this feature, but they have this thing that you can snooze notifications. So I actually stopped checking email at, at night, but I used to kind of still hit the Slack notification every time I got something. Mm. at night and so i wasn't fully logged off now i uh i snooze it uh, until the morning and that has helped me a lot just with like my attention span and being able to do other things and not have to really look at my phone and focus on what i'm getting pinged about so mm. those are two, those are those are two things that that have helped me a lot how about you yeah um i like your one about the uh notifications the slack notifications so i'm probably like the typical tech worker where I have my email on my phone, I have Slack on my phone. Um, and so I'm, you know, I just see it at all hours, right? So the things that, um, that I've kind of put in place, um, so there's a couple things. So one is, and this was a, the, a hard habit for me to get into, um, was not checking my phone when I wake up in the morning first thing. Um, so just out of habit, you know, I wake up, my phone's right next to me. I'll start looking at all of the apps and, and check notifications. Uh, more often than not, there's a Slack message or a work email. And so right away, when I wake up, I'm automatically thinking about work now. I'm thinking about the Slack message. I'm thinking about responding to this email. And so there's really no like barrier between, you know, sleeping, waking up, starting my day and starting work, right? So when I check the phone right away, it's like, as soon as I start my day, I'm starting work. And so one thing I did um, was I don't check my phone for like the first hour uh, that I wake up. So, I cut, so I'm living real life, okay? I'm not working for that first hour, right? I'm doing my stuff. I might watch the news. I might read a little bit, drink some coffee, relax, but I'm not checking anything work-related. Um, and then I, you know, the pandemic, obviously, I'm working from home now. Um, then I'll come into my office and start working. Um, and then so another thing that I tried to do, and this is still a constant battle for me, is when I stop working for the day, leave this office, go out into the living room or wherever, but leave this office. That's still a battle for me because, um, you know, most of my stuff is in here, right? I have my books in here. If I want to read, I need to be in here. That that kind of thing, right? Um Another thing the podcast and, isn't, isn't helping you either. So. There you go. There you go. Yeah. Good point. Uh, I just feel like most of my like hobby or like relaxing stuff or fun stuff is also in here. So, um, 
you know, maybe a, a better way to do it. If I had a larger house, I could separate these into two rooms, um, you know, but I don't. So I have to combine them. So there's one more thing that I do. And this is when it comes to, this is work specific, but also helps with the burnout. Um, so you mentioned Aaron with the scheduling. So for me, um, you know, I'm doing a, my role is kind of two, two parts. Cause again, I'm at a startup, right? So I'm not only doing customer success operations, um, I'm doing, um, I'm sort of the admin for one of our customer success software tools. And so the, uh, the admin role takes a lot of work because if somebody says, Hey, Ace, you know, can we, um, we want to see this report for our customer retention in a pie chart and show the total ARR plus, you know, percentages, right? Um, so it sounds like something that would be an easy change, but to actually rewrite those reports, change the filters, right, of the data that's coming in and all that, it could take several hours to get that report right. Um, and so what I have to do, um, and this is, I started doing this fairly recently and it's helping a lot, is I'm blocking time on my calendar my work calendar um, for sort of like these working sessions for myself. Like, hey, this hour's blocked, right? I have a task that I need to do that I need to focus on. Um, and that seems to work well for someone in my role. For you, it might be different, right? If you're in sales. Um, but that's what I've been doing because I've noticed, uh, I, you'll probably agree with me on this, I'm guessing. But if you have any empty space on your calendar, people will fill it up with meetings. Absolutely. Yeah. Yeah. So I, I suffer from that and actually brings me to another point. Like uh a while back we were getting a lot of calls being scheduled reflecting like the India time zone. And so for the US, that's a lot of the times, you know, a very early morning call. But then I'd run into situations where I might have a call at like six thirty AM, seven AM, but then my last call of the day would, would finish up at like seven PM. So I'd be like literally you know, here in my basement for 12 hours straight on calls that doesn't even include the the extra work you have to do after you know, call a, a call with a customer and so uh, one of the things i started doing taking your advice with with the uh with the blocks on the calendar um if i had days that were kind of like multiple days in a row with really early morning calls then it, on those days i would just put a block on my calendar for the evening time um, and that helped me a lot and, and cause I felt burnout building up there, uh, and mm. that kind of really helped with, with that side of it. So, yeah, that's a good idea. Yeah. When you mentioned like the back-to-back -back meetings, um, those can be really, really challenging because you, you'll come out of one meeting, you'll finish one meeting, and now you have a bunch of tasks to do from that meeting. And then now, boom, you have another meeting right away where you'll probably ha come out of that meeting with more tasks to do. And then, so it's like all day long, you're in these meetings. And then at the end of the day, you finally look at your new updated to-do list. And it's like, okay, well, how do I find the time to actually get this work done? Because tomorrow is going to be all day meetings too, right? So uh, that's a really challenging part. Yeah. It is. And and I think the, the, the moral of the story is kind of figure out what the issues are that you're experiencing with your schedule and then see what areas you can um you can kind of patch right so if it's like if you have back-to-back -back meetings all the time then maybe you shorten each meeting by 15 minutes or something so that you have some kind of 
time in between or like, you know, my situation, if you have a bunch of meetings on, on one part of the day, maybe block the other part of the day. So you're not just constantly in, uh, drowning in, in that meeting cycle. So I think it's, it's really just about figuring out what really will work for you, but you kind of have to take a step out of that and like really look at your calendar or look at what's going on to, to figure out what, you know, what the right remedy is going to be. And with the pandemic and, and everyone working from home, uh, one thing that I have found to be super useful for me is actually like getting up out of my chair and taking breaks throughout the day. So like if I don't have back-to-back -back meetings, you know, the whole day, which I try to avoid these days, um, I'll actually slot in, you know, 10 to 15 minute breaks and go outside and walk my dog or, you know, do something that's not related to looking at a screen. And for me, that's actually helped a lot with just like the natural burnout you get of sitting in, a, in the same room throughout the day. Because like, when you think about like when we were all in an office, for example, we were going to meetings into conference rooms, but then you would get up out of that meeting. You would walk maybe to the next conference room. You'd walk to the, to the kitchen. You'd walk, you know, outside with some coworkers to get lunch. Now we don't have that, that separation between work and home because we're doing it within the home. Uh, at least most of us are. And, uh, and I think it's all about kind of finding ways to still add that separation in, in a healthy way. Um, now that's, that's just regular work, right? Um, what about in our times today? So with the pandemic and everything mm. happening, everyone working from home, uh, kids home, I don't have kids, but you know, you do what, what how is, how is that? Like, has that added to the burnout? Has that, you know, something yeah. Yeah, for, for sure. Um, you know, for me, um, you know, I have two kids that are in middle school. Um, and so working from home through the pandemic is not only am I trying to do my job that is hard enough to manage this schedule, but now I'm a teacher for two kids that are here doing, you know, they've been doing school from home. Um, you know, I have to stop during meetings to like fix the printer because the printer's out of paper and my son is trying to print something for his class that he's in, right? So it's like all sorts of things that are just, um, you know, compounding on each other, um, working from home during the pandemic. So that, that made it way more challenging um, than it already was to begin with. Um, and I think, you know, I don't want to get off topic here, but I think a, a part of that is what led to this whole, like, great resignation that we keep hearing about in the news um, about all of these people leaving their their jobs. I, I think that things like that may be like a big contributor, um, you know, just a, like a like a personal story. So, you know, I've been working in tech for 12 years. I have a lot of friends in the tech industry. Um, you know, two of my good friends over the course of the last six months, you know, one of them is a he's worked at Google for over 20 years. Um, another guy has worked at Netflix for probably 15 years. I think he's only, I think he graduated from college and then got a job at uh, Netflix and he's only worked at Netflix his entire career. Um, so, so these are two like very tenured guys at very large tech companies. Um, I've never once really heard them complain about their job, but both of them within the same week, like mid pandemic, told me like, I'm so burnt out. 
I want to find something else. I want to do something else. Like I'm thinking of even getting out of tech period and getting into something else because I'm so burnt out. And that for me was like, wow, okay. Like something is going on, um, you know, in the world, in the tech industry with people being burnt out, like it's taking, it's having a real effect on people when, when two people like that are saying we're so burnt out, we just want to get out of, get out of tech altogether. Um, so I thought that was pretty, a pretty crazy, yeah, story. That is crazy. I, uh, I'd be lying if I said I didn't have those thoughts myself of like, should I, should I like figure out some sort of other skill to, to look into and like, you know, that kind of stuff. But, um, I, I, I figured it out though. I, I figured out things that would work for me so that that helped kind of patch things up. Yeah. So, uh, you know, Aaron, how about you? How's, how's working through the pandemic been for you? Yeah, I, I would say in the beginning, it was definitely more of a struggle. I think at this point, habits have been built and like, we've kind of been able to figure it out when I say we, my, my wife and I, but, um, at the start it was, it was tough. So I, I had started at a new company literally the week that the shutdown started. Um, and so, you know, that all of a sudden threw me into a remote role. So that was like a whole new thing to get used to, like not going into an office, like, you know, and I, and at the time I didn't have like a full set up office for the home. So I had to kind of figure that piece out. I'm sure a lot of people did. Um, at the same time, uh, I was planning a wedding. So, uh, and, and this was during the pandemic with the restrictions and we actually ended up having to, um, change our venues three times and resize the, you know, the, the size of the wedding three times as well. And so new job, getting married, and then to throw another, you know, big thing into the mix, uh, my wife and I decided to buy a new, uh, buy a house out of state. So we ended up moving uh, to a new state. So all this happened in, in a span of like six or seven months. Um, and so uh, I, I think uh, for, for, for me, there was a lot of burnout just because of all of that happening. Um and the stress really behind the pandemic itself, like all of a sudden, like, we're just all worried about, you know, am I going to get sick or like, you know, all, all of those things happening. And, and it's hard to kind of shut all that out because it's everywhere, right? Um, everyone's talking about it. It's on the news. It's every, it's in every article you read. Um, and so, you know, that, that was really just a stressful time for me. Uh, but we got through it. Uh took lots of breaks in, in between, uh, to, to kind of be, be able to execute on all those things. And, uh, I feel like now we've kind of figured out, you know, what the day to day looks like after all of those events happened. So, hmm. yeah, that can be really challenging. It just feels like a lot all happening at once. Right. And it's, it's, um, it's hard not to get overwhelmed when, when things like that happen. I think, and what I'm about to say now is not uh, industry specific. It's not specific to the tech industry. Um, but I think that there's moments like this in life, like the pandemic and the lockdown or whatever kind of job you're in, there's these moments that make you um, kind of look inside yourself and say, do I want to do this forever, right? Like, do I want to work yeah. a nine to five job forever? Do I want to work for some, you know, be like a, uh, a cog in a machine 
for some large corporation forever. Like, is this what I want to do with my life? Um, is this the only way that I can make money and support a family and pay my bills or whatever it is? And so I think, um, in times like these people start to maybe have the desire to be more, um, self-sufficient and not rely on a paycheck to get by. Yeah, definitely. I think, uh, I think just by seeing what's happened with the stock market and, and, you know, everyone like getting into day trading all of a sudden and all that stuff. I think it's sparked, you know, the pandemic has definitely sparked fire when it comes to investing, especially in young people. You know, Aaron, so I think one thing, um, one major takeaway about burnout is that it's led to a lot of people uh, really looking inside themselves and thinking, is this what I want to do forever? Um, you know, do I want to be reliant on a paycheck from some company who uh, you know, might shut down if there's another pandemic or something like that, right? Or do I want to keep working my fingers to the bone for this job, um, only making minimum wage? Um, I think people have those thoughts. Those are natural. And I think, um, you know, throughout the pandemic, like it just uh, sped up that process of people feeling burnt out, which naturally leads to those thoughts. Um, you know, and so I think that that right now, a lot of people are looking to... Um, you know, how to create maybe different streams of income or investing or, um, you know, investing in Bitcoin or stocks or real estate or starting a business or whatever it is. Um, I think that that's something that a lot of people are, are going into now. Um, and I know that, I mean, you and I have personally, you know, invested and invested in real estate, and I'm sure that we'll, we'll do a, a whole show about that. Um, yeah, looking forward to that one. I think we'll do that one pretty soon here too. Yeah, I think that's great. I think that's a great point. I think, you know, kind of on that note, maybe if we were to um, leave our listeners with one or two takeaways um, on how to either recognize or or deal with burnout, um, what I would say is, you know, if you're feeling burnt out and you're recognizing that you're feeling burnt out, especially in the tech industry, it's totally normal. It's a natural um natural occurrence of working in the tech industry. Um, I just think that um, it, it's important to set up some kind of boundaries, whether they're physical or virtual. So physical boundaries being, um, you know, like me, if you're working at home and you're, and you're in a room in your house, try not to spend so much of your free time in that room if you're not working. Um, and then the digital boundaries, uh, try not to check the phone first thing in the morning, try to snooze your notifications like Aaron suggested. Um, so there's little habits that you can change, little tweaks that you can make um, that really will go a long way to, to reduce um, your burnout. Thanks for joining us on the Navigating Tech Life podcast today. We hope that we helped you navigate your own every day. Check out our other episodes on your favorite listening platform and connect with us on Instagram at Navigating Tech Life.